Companies usually want their products to stand out from the competition, and that's exactly what this major brand was trying to do. They had something people really liked, but they decided perhaps the way to separate from the competition was to recreate the bottle it came in. The story is this edition of the American Countryside. I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report, the only weekend television show that features some of agriculture's biggest names. From custom commentary from John Phipps to the stories of antique iron with Machinery Pete to a list of more than 30 marketing analysts, our weekly program focuses on the topics that matter most to you. We invite you to join us each weekend for U.S. Farm Report, timely, trusted tradition. Hi, I'm Ag Day host Clinton Griffiths, and I invite you to join me each morning as we cover the nation's food system, from fields of green to orchards of orange and livestock everywhere in between. America runs on agriculture, and here at Ag Day, agriculture is what we do best. Listen as our analysts track the markets, learn about innovations in technology and sustainability, and live the country lifestyle through the eyes of rural America. Join me, Clinton Griffiths, for Ag Day, the country experience. In the early 1900s, what is today a major soda bottler was in stiff competition from rivals looking to knock it off. The Coca-Cola company was definitely in big trouble with all these other competitive soda products trying to steal their formula. They were mimicking the formula, they were mimicking the bottle, they were mimicking the name. There were even products out there called Coke with a K. Although Coca-Cola's headquarters is in Atlanta, Susie Quick at the Vigo County History Museum in Terre Haute shares a very important tie from their city. They eventually decided they had to come up with some way to trademark the container. And so the attorney of the company launched a campaign across the country to all the glass bottling companies. And it was a contest to see who could design the best container. Coca-Cola's attorney, Harold Hirsch, sent the contest, if you will, out to a few bottling companies in April of 1915 and attached some guidelines. One of the stipulations that he specifically said was it had to be recognizable in the dark or even if it was broken on the ground. Chapman Root, who owned a glass bottle-making business in Terre Haute, was one of those contacted by Hirsch, and he soon set about working on a design for Coca-Cola. He had an employee named Earl Dean who went down to the Emmeline Fairbanks Library here in Terre Haute. He was researching ideas for this container, and he found the image of the cocoa pod, which has that sort of barrel elongated shape with the ribbed edges, and he thought this is perfect. The ribbed bottle design that we know so well originated here. But there's more to this story, and it's next time as we travel the countryside in Terre Haute, Indiana. I'm Andrew McCray.